Thanks for checking out Church on the Rock's message this week. We would love to help you take your next step in knowing God better. The best way to do that is visit cotr.org slash next steps. Or if you're not near our physical campus, visit our online community at cotr.org slash online. Enjoy the message and know that God is for you. How to receive a miracle. You might be sitting here tonight or you're listening on uh, the rerun and you're saying, I don't need a miracle. You will. There will be either you need one tonight or you'll need one sometime in your life. See, how do you know that, Pastor? Is because if you're following after God's plan for your life, you can't fulfill it without a miracle. Without miracle working power from God, you and I can't fulfill our race, our assignment, God's will for our life. Why, Pastor? It's too big for you. It's too big for me. We need God's help to achieve our destiny and God's dream for our life. So how do you receive a miracle? Next slide, guys. Let's go right to the next slide. Tonight, I want to give you uh, something. It's going to sound really simple. A lot of you do it now, but I want to educate you even more. I want to give you more revelation. I want to give you a secret. Now, last Wednesday night, I gave you 10 ways. Can you believe it? On Wednesday nights, 10 ways. You're only supposed to give three as a good speaker. I'm not a good speaker yet. Y'all pray for me, okay? But I gave you 10 ways. You might want to go back and listen to it on how to receive a miracle. Tonight, I want to give you 10 more principles on Wednesday night, okay? So, but this is something we all can do because we found out last week to get a miracle, I have my part, and God has his part. To get a miracle, I always have a part to play in receiving a miracle. I have to cooperate with God, participate with God, and we gave you illustrations from the Bible, the feeding of the 5,000, the water turning into wine. We gave you all kinds of illustrations last week, Naaman going to dip in the river seven times. There's a part for you to do, and without us doing it, we won't get our miracle. I have my part. God has his part. God expects me to do my part. Until I do my part, he won't do his part. So I want to give you something really simple tonight that you and I can do at home all by ourselves in our prayer time, in our personal quiet time, in our prayer closet time, in our little talk with Jesus time, in your personal devotions, I want to share with you tonight the power of the lifting of your hands. Did you know that the lifting of your hands will release a miracle in your life? The lifting of your hands. And I was watching during praise and worship. Just about every one of you were lifting your hands. A bunch of fanatics on Wednesday night. And you were already doing it, but I want to educate you more so you have more intention when you lift your hands. So the lifting of your hands, you're going to find out tonight all that happens when we do that. It releases a force. It releases supernatural power when you lift your hands through praise unto the Lord. And so we're going to look at that tonight. We're going to go through a lot of verses. I hope that's okay. 1 Timothy 2, verse 8. I will, or I desire... That therefore, that men pray everywhere, and look at this, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. So notice the Apostle Paul told Timothy, the pastor at that church at Ephesus, which, by the way, history said there were 35,000 members. Okay? Does God believe in mega churches? I think so. And small churches as well. But that church was 35,000 members. The pastor was Timothy. 
Paul was teaching the young pastor, and he said, I, I want everybody everywhere in prayer, I want them to lift up holy hands. So everybody say holy. holy. So that would mean pure with a right motive. So if I want it to work, if I want the lifting of my hands to release a miracle, to activate a miracle, then I have to make sure my motive is pure. I'm not doing it because I have to. I'm not doing it because I'm forced to. I'm not doing it out of the wrong motive or intention. That, there, that everything that needs to be out of my life, I need to have clean and pure before God for this to work, the lifting of my hands. Number two, notice without wrath. Wrath, another word for wrath is anger, malice. So if this is going to work, the lifting of my hands will create and release and activate a miracle? Yes. The lifting of my hands uh, is a physical gesture that activates the supernatural forces of God in my life. But I've got to make sure I do it with holy hands, good intention. I've got to make sure that there's no anger, malice. I'm not bitter. I'm not upset. I'm not offended. So it won't work if I'm offended. I have to do it without wrath. Wrath means anger, offended, malice. And look at this, and doubting. So I have to believe it works. I have to believe it works. So, again, most of us already in your prayer and praise time, you worship the Lord by lifting up your hands. But I want to educate you even more tonight and activate doing it even with more intention and expectation that the lifting of your hands actually will release a miracle in your life. And we said last week, Oral Roberts said, if he could only say one thing, this is Richard, his son, telling us. His dad said if he could only say one thing on his deathbed, only one thing. Or Robert said, I would say this, miracles are coming toward you or passing you by every day of your life. So you and I want to live miracle-minded. We want to get up in the morning expecting miracles that day. A miracle is a divine intervention in ordinary affairs. A miracle is a divine intervention in ordinary affairs. A miracle is, is, is God's power working uh, through superseding natural laws. So notice here that in the New Testament that he tells us that when we pray and praise, he wants us to lift up holy hands without anger, having rage, being upset, you know, aggravated, mad, offended, and not doubting, but believing. So could we say then that the lifting of my hands is actually not to be forced from the worship leader, but the lifting of my hands is to be an act of faith, that I will, therefore. He says, I desire, I will, that everyone, men and women, that actually means everybody, boys and girls, that when you're praying and you're seeking God, going after God and the things of God, lift up holy hands without anger or bitterness, holding an offense, a grudge, and without doubting. It's an act of faith. You believe that you are activating something by the lifting and the gesture of your hands into God. Y'all with me so far? Okay. So kind of laying a foundation here before I give you the 10 things. Okay. So let's give a story from the Bible. Teachers tend to give stories from the Bible. Okay. So let me give you a story from the Bible. Exodus 17. I love this story. It's a story that they were outnumbered, overwhelmed, odds against them. But by the lifting of the hands... They got the victory. By the lifting of the hands, they got the breakthrough. 
by the lifting of the hands, they got a divine intervention. By the lifting, as long as he kept his hands up, they had God's help on the scene. So look at it. It's powerful. Then came Amalek. Now, uh, when I was in, Kim and I were in college a few years ago when we were in college, and I had to take a class on types and shadows of the Bible. There are types and shadows, okay? Numbers have significance. It's called numerology. Uh, names have significance. You know that. Uh, there are types and shadows in the Bible. And Amalek right there is a type and shadow. The Amalekites is a type of your flesh, your flesh, habits that you want to get rid of, hang-ups, addictions, reoccurring uh, sin that you want to get rid of. Amalekites represent that. I'm here to tell you tonight we can win over reoccurring sin, habits, hurts, and hang-ups. We don't have to live in bondage. We can be free. We can be free. So the Amalekites are a type of our flesh. The Amalekites are a type of habits, of reoccurring uh, uh, sin in our life that we want to get rid of as a Christian. So notice, then came Amalek and fought with Israel in Rephidim. Next verse, verse 9. And Moses said unto Joshua, Choose us out men and go out and fight with the Amalekites. So you and I are in a fight. You sang about a while ago, Daniel was eating as a song about victory over darkness. And, and we sang about all night about how uh, greater is he basically that's in us than he that's in the world. And so notice, we're in a fight, but we're to go out and fight. We're, we're not to run. We're not to hide. We're not to give in. We're not to quit. We realize that we're in a fight, and we're armed and equipped for that fight to win that fight. So go out and fight with the Amalekites. Tomorrow, I will stand on top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. Now, the rod of God is a type of the Bible. The rod of God is a type of the Word of God. So he said, I'm going to go up on top of the hill tomorrow in this battle. So Joshua did as Moses had said to him, and they fought with the Amalekites. Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And it came to pass when Moses held up his hands, when he held up his hands, as long as he did, they were winning. As long as he was lifting up his hands, they were winning the battle. But when he let his hands down, the enemy prevailed. The power of the lifting of our hands. It's significant. It's an act of faith. We're going to find out several things tonight. There's more than just a worship. Not our church, but you and I have both been in those churches where the worship leader tried to force us to lift our hands and make us to lift our hands, and that should never happen anyway, right? But if we have the revelation we have tonight, we're going to want to lift our hands at personal time or quiet time and realize what we're really doing, because as long as you have your hands lifted, you win the battle. You win the fight. God's helping you. Supernatural power of God is intervening for you. So it came to pass when Moses held up his hands, on top of the hill, Israel was winning. But when he let his hands down, the Amalekites were winning and prevailing. Next verse. But Moses' hands were heavy. What does that mean? They had a tendency to want to quit. We've all been there. Tend to give up and want to quit and say, is it really working? His hands were heavy, and they took a stone, and they put it under him, and he sat thereon, and Aaron and Hur held up his hands. 
the lifting up of our hands, connected to a miracle, connected to winning battles. The one on the one side and the other on the other side, and his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. What an incredible story. And Joshua discomforted Amalekites and his people with the edge of the sword. So not only did they use the lifting of the hands, which is a type of also releasing the Spirit of God, releasing the Spirit of God, the power of God, but what else did they use? The sword. What is the sword a type of? The Word, promises, Scripture. So how are you and I going to get a miracle? Through the Spirit and the Word. They're staying with the Spirit and the Word. They're not letting go of the Spirit and the Word. Keep your hands held high. One hand represents the Spirit. One hand represents the Word. The Spirit and the Word is more than enough to draw, to attract, to create the miracle that you need in your life tonight. Well, can we have a praise break? Come on, let's thank God. There's a miracle coming your way. There's a miracle coming your way. All right, so let's look at some scriptures. Psalm 9, I love this. And I'm going to give you some scriptures tonight in the Passion Translation, the TPT, the Passion Translation. Okay? Lord, I will worship you with what? Extended hands. I will worship you with extended hands. So when you and I lift up our hands, it's an act of worship. It's an act of faith. It's an act of worship. You ever think about this? When you lift up your hands, you change your perspective. You, you stop from looking down. You start looking up. And you say, is that a big deal? All through Proverbs, it talks about the posture and body language. You know that, right? All through Proverbs, it talks about body language. Body language is important. If those psychologists in our church, psychiatrists, they'll tell you people who walk over, stooped over, have a different mindset than those who put their shoulders back. Body language is everything, right? Those of you in the business world, a good handshake versus a sloppy handshake, a smile versus a frown. Body language is huge. He said, I will worship you, how? With lifted hands. As my whole heart, what's that? Holy hands, pure heart, explodes with praise. The lifting of hands is an act of praise and worship. I will tell everyone about your wonderful works and how your marvelous miracles, can you say that? Marvelous miracles exceed my expectations. Do you all understand that when you lift up your hands, it's an act of expectation? You parents and grandparents, when your kids were growing up and they came to you and they lifted your hands up like that to you, they were expecting something, right? When your children growing up or your grandparents have grandkids and they come up to you and they lift their hands up to you, it's an act of they're expecting something, right? So notice here, he said, I'm going to lift up my hands with a clean, pure heart, a whole heart, out of an act of praise and worship, and I'm going to be expecting you to exceed marvelous miracles and expectations in my life. I've got to read it one more time. Lord, I will worship you with lifted up of hands. As my whole heart explodes with praise, I will tell everybody. That's what Pastor Kim was talking about tonight, witnessing about your wonderful works and how your marvelous miracles exceed my expectations. Okay, so an actor of our faith, turn around, tell two or three people, God, let's say it. Now you're, are you turning to look at somebody? God is going to exceed 
my expectations. Oh, praise the Lord. Oh, praise the Lord. Oh, that was worth Wednesday night right there. Oh, that was worth Wednesday night right there. I will jump for joy and shout in triumph. God believes in motorcycles, triumphs. <laughs> Pastor Kim, I claim a triumph tonight. It's godly. I will jump for joy and shout in triumph as I sing your song and make music for the most high God. Verse 3, verse 3, next slide. For when you appear, I will worship while, oh, oh. Now we started off with our hands lifted. Oh, Shazam, I'll worship you while you're at home at work in my neighborhood and all of my enemies are melting like wax in your presence. They stumble and they perish before your very presence. So, so what are we doing? I mean, can you see all of the, I mean, there's more than 10 things. Can you see it's an act of worship? It's an act of praise. It's an act of focus. Getting your eyes off yourself, off others, off looking down, getting up. It's an act of expectation. It's an act of faith. Uh, it's an act that you believe in miracles, that God's going to exceed your expectation of the miracles that you're believing for. Also, you're releasing his presence when you lift up your hands, right? You're winning battles, right? Moses and Amalekites. You're conquering your flesh, you're telling your body to shut up. Body, you will lift up your hands. And you're not going to be addicted to this or, or, or connected to that or have to have this or have to go there or have to do that. I'm going to take authority over you, body. Lift up your hands and worship and praise God. And then all of our enemies, all of our enemies, anxiety, fear, fretting, you know, insomnia, habits, addictions, all those things, all those are what we call enemies. We're not talking about people. We're talking about stuff like that, right? Depression, right? Hopelessness. You know, today in staff meeting, you know, we were talking about our Metaverse Church, and they were giving us testimonies how so many people, see, people who go to the Metaverse Church, that's cutting edge. I hope you know that. Very expensive. That's where your tithe is going. My tithe is going to help stuff like that. Gamers go there, gamers, you know? And, and, and I heard testimonies today in staff meeting how many of them were contemplating suicide until they came to Church on the Rock Metaverse and gave their life to God. I, I mean, wow. So notice that as you're, if you're lifting your hands out like you were tonight during worship, guess what? God was fighting your battles. You, you were conquering. You were overcoming. A lot of areas you don't even know you were, but your mind was off that, and your mind was on him as you lifted your hands to him. Oh, praise God. Okay. I got We got to get through this so we can, you know, got to go to work tomorrow, right? School. Okay. Psalm 28, verse 1, the Passion Translation. I'm pleading with you, Lord. Help me. When we lift up our hands, we're saying, God, help me. God, I'm depending on you. Uh, lifting of the hands is an act of dependence. I'm pleading with you, Lord, help me. Don't close your ears to my cry, for you are my defender. When, when you're lifting up your hands, because you're going to find out here in just a minute, when you're lifting up your hands, what are you saying, God? You're going to fight my battles. God, you're my defender. God, you're my guard. You're my protector. For you're my defender. If you continue to remain aloof and refuse to answer me, I might as well give up and die. Next slide. Next slide. Can't you see me turning toward your mercy seat 
as I lift my hands in surrendered prayer. Now, Lord, see, if I need God to move now, I'm going to lift my hands. If I need to suddenly, I'm going to lift my hands. If I need to exceed my expectations, I'm going to, if I need a miracle, I'm, if I need pain to go, if I need depression to go, if I need hopeless to go, I'm going to lift up my hands. If I feel like quitting, giving up, and dying, suicide, I'm not. I'm going to lift up my hands. Oh, come on. Let's face it. Come on. Let's give God a big thank you. Well, am I helping anybody tonight? Do you know anybody that needs to hear this? You can tell them. Go to our website. It'll be there. It'll be there. We don't live stream Wednesday night, but we do put it on our website, okay? But can you see all this? Can we go back to the verse before that, guys? Back to, the other, back to verse 1. Thank you. I'm pleading with you, Lord. Help me. Don't close your ears to my cry, for you're my defender. If you remain to be aloof or refuse to answer me, I might as well give up and die. What changes everything? The lifting of my hands. I get myself off, I get my eyes off myself and feeling sorry for myself and self-pity, questioning God, questioning myself, questioning the church, questioning the Bible. Next page, guys, verse 2. Can't you see me turning toward your mercy seat as I lift my hands? Notice that when you lift up your hands, you're turning away from to. You're turning away from you to the mercy seat, him. The lifting of your hands, you're causing a turning away from the wrong thing to the right thing. It's called focus. When you lift up your, I don't know about you, when I lift up my hands, I'm not looking at you, what you're wearing, what you're chewing, what you're doing, what you're scrolling on your phone, your iPad. I'm not looking, I'm turning away from everything that hurt me today, harmed me today, lied about, persecuted, put me down today. I'm turning away from all of that towards the mercy seat. Oh, a turning from what is wrong to what is right. A turning away from the problem to the solution. Oh, can't you see me turning toward your mercy seat as I lift my hands, surrendered in prayer? Now, Lord, listen to my cry. So it's an act of surrender, right? It's an act of surrender. Oh, my goodness. It's an act of surrender. Looking at the clock. All right? Am I helping anybody? Can I... Can I, how many give me five more minutes? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Five, ten. I like that. Whoa, Wednesday night's the night for me. Psalm 63, verse 1, the Passion Translation. O God of my life, I'm lovesick for you in this weary wilderness. We just went through the wilderness, didn't we, on Wednesday nights? I thirst with the deepest longings to love you more. That's what you all are saying tonight. I know you do. You want to love him more. With cravings in my heart that can't be described, such yearning grips my soul. What's your soul? Your emotions. Grips my soul. Gets a grip on my emotions for you, my God. Is he the God of your life? When I lift up my hands, you're going to see it here again in this passage. Just a minute. When I lift up my hands, I'm saying, God, you are God of my life. Not my family, not my health, not my material stuff, you know, not my job, not my career. God, you are the God of my life. You are priority. You are first. So when I'm lifting my hands in praise and worship, I'm telling God he's first. He's number one. He's priority. He's God. He's the most high God. Okay? 
And that's going to affect your soul. It's going to get a grip. You're going to get a grip on your emotions. You're going to begin to manage your emotions. Miracles. The next verse, guys, verse 2, next page. I'm energized every time I come to Church on the Rock. I'm energized every time I enter your heavenly sanctuary to seek more of your power and drink more of your glory. So say it with me, more of his power and more of his glory. Tonight when you were lifting your hands, I, I could tell as I was watching, you want more of his power. You want more of his glory. You want to see miracles. Yeah. And so when we lift up our hands, we're saying that, God, I want to, I, I love you. I'm, I'm lovesick for you. My heart craves for you. Uh, my emotions, I want them to be gripped by you. God, I, I want more of your power in my life, my family, more of your glory. I want to see you working. Next, verse 3. For your tender mercies mean more to me than life itself. How I love you and how I praise you, God. Next verse. Daily, I will worship you, not just on Sunday or Wednesday. That's a lab. That's a laboratory to learn how to do it the rest of the week. Daily, I will worship you passionately. How many of you ever heard me say, when you make your confession over offering, say it with emotion? Well, same way with our worship. It should be passionate. Okay, we'll raise a little. I'll take that. My, my arms, oh, look, my arms will wave to you like banners of praise. Now, I didn't read the rest of the story in Exodus, but, you know, Moses called that place, you know, uh, the, the, banner, uh, the banner of the Lord was over us, and he named it Jehovah Nisi back in Exodus 17. He said the banner of the Lord is over us, and it speaks of victory. The banner speaks of victory. And Jehovah Nisi means the Lord our victory. So when you raise up your hands, you're saying, in spite of how you feel, in spite of your flesh, you're saying, I have the victory. In spite of what your bank account says, in spite of what your ex says, in spite of what your kids are doing right now, you say, bless God, I have the victory, and I'm going to lift up my hands passionately. I'm going to wave them like banners of praise. That's scriptural to do that. that. That's Bible to do that. You're declaring in the face of everything, I have the victory. May not feel like it, may not look like it. You have no idea what I'm going through, but I declare I have the victory. Oh, praise the Lord. Oh, praise the Lord. I will worship you passionately with all my heart. My arms will wave to you like banners of praise. I overflow with praise when I come before you. For the anointing, there it is, the lifting of my hands releases the anointing if I do it properly, intentionally, and biblically. It releases an anointing. I will overflow with praise when I come before you, for the anointing of your presence satisfies me better than meth, marijuana, cocaine, sex, status, salary, stuff satisfies me like nothing else. Notice, in his presence, that's where I'm really satisfied. Can't get no satisfaction, the Rolling Stones. Well, we can, right? Uh, he says, and for the anointing of your presence satisfies me like nothing else. You are such a banquet that's so rich of pleasure to my soul. Your soul is your mind, your will, your thought, your emotions. Miracles in the mind. 
through the lifting of the hands. Miracles in the mind through the lifting of the hands. Wow. Okay. So we're, we're just about ready for the team to come out. Praise God. And they're, they froze on me. Okay, guys, don't freeze on me. Don't leave me right now, Lucille. Okay? B.B. <laughs> King. Psalm 134, verse 2. Lifting up your hands in holy worship. Come and bless the Lord. Lifting up of our hands, what does it do? It blesses the Lord. We're actually blessing the Lord by that act of praise and worship and reverence and fear of the Lord. We're blessing the Lord. When we say, God, we can't, but you can. We're totally depending on you. We're totally surrendering to you. Next guy, guys. Then we have another scripture. Oh, we don't. Takeaways. All right. Here's our takeaways. Ten. Are you ready? Okay. We don't have it on the screen Wednesday night, but you can take a picture of it, okay, with your thing, with your device. (laughs) It's your thing. Okay, act, it's an act of supplication. Lifting of hands is an act of supplication. Supplication is prayer, right? It's an act of supplication. Number two, it's an act of expectation. It's an act of expectation. The lifting of your hands. Oh, glory to God. Sunday, we're going to surprise everybody, aren't we? We're going to lift our hands, see the glory of the Lord, see the power of God, see miracles, signs and wonders, creative miracles happening before us. Whoa. And people are going to wonder what happened Wednesday night. Number three, number three, it's access into God's presence, and it releases a spiritual force. The lifting of the hands. It's an access into God's presence, and it releases a spiritual force. Number four, it shows dependence on God. It shows dependence on God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We can't, but you can, God. And we need your help, God. And if you need God to do something now, wow, what do we do? We begin to lift our hands, turn from what's hurting us, Turn from what's breaking in our focus. Turn from what's distracting us and turn to the mercy seat. Get our eyes on him. Number five, it wins impossible battles. As long as you keep your hands up, you win. You win. It wins impossible battles. Y'all okay so far? Okay. All right. Number six, it defeats your enemies in his presence we're not talking about people. We're talking about sickness, disease, lack, depression, oppression, fear, worry, anxiety, nervousness. It defeats your enemies. Number seven, it's an act of surrender. It's an act of surrender. You know, I like Westerns. You know, it, seriously, yes, Pastor Kim. Uh, that old Western channel on Dish Network, that's, I record all those old Western. I love John Wayne's the man, praise God. You know, Robert Schuler led him to the Lord on his deathbed. Robert Schuler led John Wayne to Jesus Christ on his deathbed. So big Jake's in heaven, hallelujah, okay? And um, yeah, I like Westerns. You know, when, when somebody surrenders in a Western, what do they do? They lift their hands. Lord, I surrender, God. I surrender. I'm not going to fight you anymore. I give in, give up. Go up. Number eight, number eight, it's an act of victory. It's an act of victory. 
It's an act of victory. It may not feel like it, but you're conquering your flesh, the Amalekites. When you say hands, you're going to lift and praise the Lord right now. You're going to enter in. You're going to release all this stuff in our services so we can see miracles. You're going to release all this stuff in my house. When you did it at home, in your quiet time, in your private time with the Lord. Number nine, as the team comes, it's an act of worship. It's an act of worship. And whoever and whatever you worship, you tend to take on their attributes. Whoever and whatever you worship, this is in the book of Psalms, you tend to take on their attributes. So it's an act of worship. And who are we worshiping? The Lord. So what's happening? Transformation. We're becoming more Christ-like. Number 10, it's a sincere, it's an act of a sincere, pure motive. God, I'm lovesick. I'm hungry. I'm searching. I'm looking. I need you. I want to love you more and more. Not to get anything from you, just to get closer to you. What is your next step in your faith? Well, here at Church on the Rock, we would love to help you. Maybe it's to learn more about discovering what it means to belong to a church family, being part of a small group, or using your God-given gifts to serve others. Head over to cotr.org slash next steps where you can find out more to all of these. Or if you're part of our online community, visit us at cotr.org slash online. Have a great week and don't forget that God is for you.